This is PBE Daily Early Mornings and Late Night Podcast. My name is Point Blank Ivumbi. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast and to check out the content that we have over here. I'm grateful for the response I'm having so far with the trials I'm trying to do on different platforms for this particular podcast. And we live in a very visual world and I feel like this one thing I was trying out is probably going to work to my advantage because the response I'm getting so far and the immediate reaction that I'm getting also is really, really cool and I'm grateful for that. Now, I did say that one of the things I wanted to touch on in ending of 2020 is that I'd like to to a certain extent just share some of the learnings that I have and the unlearning that I've been doing because it felt as if 2020 was all about being restrained from having too many distractions from that which is your mission I don't know if that makes any sense but I'll try I'll try bring it to a position that actually it makes more sense to all of us right so in the beginnings of COVID-19, a lot of things happened in my life that have become more or less the new scenarios of how I'd best suit the world as far as my, my countless blessings, which are my talents. I have been able to work in the visual world from the age of 19. And a big shout out and thank you to Insider Magazine for actually letting me be an intern. I know many people who have been academically trained and have always wanted to find places where they could actually get to practice that which is their passion. And I accidentally stumbled upon that particular place because of this. When I was in high school, Insider Magazine was the magazine that would actually be the staple to determine if your school was cool or not. And the things that determined your cool were things like, did your school have a bus? Did your school have successes in plays and uh, musicals and uh, music performances? So I was always the art kid. So I'm talking drama club, music club, uh, debate club, stuff like that. I mean, I have two certificates from my high school life. One was from, they were both from Zonals. I never made it to the provincial level. Uh, or past the provincial level, actually. So in the zonals, there was uh, I got a certificate for best lead actor, and I got a certificate for uh, great debater or best debater of the time. And I don't know why I went with the word great debaters, but it actually touches on what I want to talk about today. I'm making this episode a continuation of that which we did in the previous one, and it's. Um, the whole idea of how I feel like preparedness is very important for every last one of us, regardless of where we come from in our walks of life, regardless of where we come from in our walks of class, regardless of where we come from in our walks of ability, because things can always be learned. And what better time to learn new things and new skills than in the 2000s, because everything is at the tip of your fingers. Like, for example, I remember that... Uh, one thing I said previously on this podcast, and it was the whole idea of to have the whole world in your hands. And I remember us singing that in church or singing it in Bible study or stuff like that. And when you think about those words, the metaphor of you having the whole world in your hands, I remember how it ties into the idea of how God has the whole world in his hand. So because he has the whole world in his hands, he is the Alpha and Omega. He can make any scenario pass the way you should and let me try act like i know physics right so if you're a person who knows that you're holding something that 
revolves around a, a sun and rotates in its own axis. You know for a fact that no one walks in a straight line, so they're always walking inclined, but to them it may look like they're walking in a straight line. You also know that if they move in a certain direction, you can tell because you can also see the end spot this person is supposed to be at, and maybe that will tell you that which is the alpha and that which was the omega, the beginning and the end. And it's one of those fascinating things where I bring this back into my comic book uh, upbringing and it's why the character Dr. Manhattan was so fascinating from the book Watchmen. And I talked to a friend of mine yesterday and they were, they were, they were never really a fan of a certain actor who played Dr. Manhattan in the TV show. But I think it's important for them to read the book and to check out everything else. Actually, it wasn't just a friend, it was one of my baby brothers, God bless him. And I think I'll, they'll get to learn from the old material because the book came out way before they were born. I mean, he's only 24 right now, so that should tell you something. And when I think about all these things, and let me take it back to the idea of the great debaters. There's this scene, I always go back to it, and I know it's piracy, but it's on YouTube. There's a scene where the debaters are, sit, are standing in front of he who is their lecturer and their trainer and it's played by Denzel Washington and he asks them to tell them about their fathers and at some point one of the characters says as a rebuttal he just tries to I mean in certain spaces some of us like acting tough in that you're asked a question but you respond with a question and when the response was being given to him he said he'll take the affirmative and in taking the affirmative this is what he did he described an individual known as Willie Lynch. And I think it's Willie Lynch, if I'm not mistaken. Correct me if I'm wrong. And Willie Lynch was describing how they would take the minds and keep the bodies of the slaves. He was a man in the Caribbean who was a, uh, a slave worker and a slave owner, and he worked the sugarcane fields in the Caribbean. And Willie Lynch, in that which he was speaking on, he would describe the best way to break those who you are putting in servitude is to take the strongest of them and have them be ripped apart in front of all the women and the children and if you go further into that which is the mentality of the, the making of that person like Willie Lynch you will find very divisive and destructive methods to keep people in servitude and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because there was a piece of information I was shared by uh a person who is I consider a friend and uh, a partner in business and when she sent me this message she told me about how um, foreign entities spend on advertising in the continent of Africa and that's just one way in which foreign entities spend on us and when you think about it and when you read the content itself it is more profound information than i couldn't have found it if i went researching for it in a different place but i did find it in this particular platform because certain apps are more adaptive in that somebody just sends it directly to you and you can read it and you can actually share it should you wish to in 2020 it has become of great importance to me for example to not only think about things but also to try view them and share them accordingly and when i say accordingly i mean this there's some places where you could pass information and the reception it gets is not that which you desired in the first place in that sometimes when you pass certain pieces of information you are hoping to enlighten but it 
may come through or come across as if you are belittling or you are trying to make yourself appear as higher than and that is the last thing i always say i'm trying to not be a person who tells people that they feel inferior or tell them that they're inferior because i grew up being told i'm inferior i'm not from my family not from my family by the people who surround me a theme that always recurs on this podcast and it's one of the things i'm unlearning and i'm trying my level best to unlearn is that i have always been told what i'm worth and what i'm not capable of and it gnaws at me and it really bugs me because my mom never really would comprehend this because she's she's got an amazing perfect worldview i love her optimism and sometimes she feels low but even after she feels low after a night of prayer or a fast she is rejuvenated that's that's a kind of faith i want to have in everything in the world but growing up i was very active in church and a problem i had and why i stopped being so active and i've told it to her but she i don't think she she took it as something that was going to last for for a while because it's it would pass as trivial but to me it's it stuck and stung me and it was the fact that when the the church i was in at the time where, where we lived our church was made out of iron sheets and the other congregants or other faithful from other churches which had stone walls would look down on us and would tell us as such because they found us to be the poor folk and here i was thinking we're all serving the same god so my innocence at that point was lost in a camping trip to lake nabugabo the the bus that was supposed to take us to the the camp our bus had broken down and couldn't leave and we were mocked by the guys from the mother church believe it or not and the people from the mother church doing that to us and when we got to nabugabo even though it was a struggle to get there we did get there eventually and the individuals who mocked us their bus dropped them in kampala and told them they're not going any further so our bus had to go get them so i have to give respect to those who were taking care of us and making sure that we made it to and actually go pick them up but the mentality of the characters didn't change and classism is one thing that always bugs me but how that ties into the whole idea of unlearning is this the information i was shared with by a partner and friend was of how there are entities who take time to pass information in order to dumb down a people and i don't mean that in the sense of just a race but a generation when i started experiencing that which is the marvel studio films that were coming in in the last decade plus i didn't realize or i didn't comprehend to what extent viewing yourself or a representation of yourself was significant i mean every time i watch the disney film moana i tear up and it i think it's because whenever i see the visual of the island as a person who comes whose whose nativity comes from an island i mean i'm i'm city born city raised but on the few occasions we've gone home and i see the island 
that visual always touches me in a certain way and listening to the music that was composed for Moana I sometimes think that the music of a people kind of has certain places in our biology that it hits it's almost as if a person who comes from a, a, a body of, of water makes music to a, a rhythmic sense of the, the tide and how waves move and as a result if you come from a DNA that has that in the back of its existence you can relate to it I don't know if that makes any sense but to me it kind of does <laughs> and when I start thinking about the whole Willie Lynch situation and how in the great debaters that scene was used and how information is being passed by people to try keep them in a position of servitude constantly it made me now think about 2020 and another friend told me this and the friend told me that there was something about how I think it was last year or the year before Mercury was in retrograde and everyone took that as an excuse to say that you know, people are just giving excuses for why they live or function a certain way and Retrograde meant that some things were being locked away from you subconsciously and psychically. And away from that, how that ties in is in 2020, it was being said, and it was in passing in another podcast, which I, I thoroughly enjoy. They said that there was a blog that put up this article saying those with melanin are going to unlock certain powers within themselves on the 21st of December because of the position in which Venus is in the solar system. They could have made this all up or I could have mis been misinformed by how I remember this information, but just bear with me. At least make it, make it lead you to Google so you could find the information yourself. I mean, you're using your phone, right? You've got the whole world in your hands. And if you're not using your phone, you're using your computer. The whole world is still in your hands. So in that idea of enlightening yourself, think about it this way we have been told as a continent africa that we are a third world country yet at the same time we're told we are the cradle of mankind we have been told that we could only make it if we go towards that which was the previous fathers and mothers of industry so because the industrial age is what is recognized and not really the birth of ideals per se from the place where mankind discovered fire and all that right so take all that into account and now put yourself into the mindset of a person who was born a descendant of a person in servitude a person who had to be broken destroyed mentally and keep their physical intact so they feel they're incapable of breaking off the chains that hold them down right and now think about my beloved hip-hop and how some of the most important and significant contributors of hip-hop followed a movement called the Nation of Gods and Earths or the 5% Nation. And the 5% Nation was created by a man, I think his name was Chino X or something like that. I apologize to all the members of the Nation of Gods and Earths. And he was a follower of the Nation of Islam and he broke off from the Nation of Islam. His mentality from how I understand it, and I'm paraphrasing, we're made in God's image. If we're made in God's image, does it not mean 
we are God within ourselves. So his faithful called themselves gods. It's why you could have rappers like Ra Kim Allah, Ra the sun god, Allah, the name given in the Muslim faith for God, thanks to the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. And these MCs who were born from this, because it was around the same time where hip hop was being born, and the best way to actually pass information to young generations was the few of them who could embrace and fully recognize the power that comes from these teachings and unlock their understandings of knowledge, because the nation of gods and earth was all about knowledge. I remember watching an episode of Drink Champs where they were talking to another descendant of the nation of gods and earth, and that's Buster Rhymes. And the interesting thing I learned about Buster Rhymes this year is he also grew up a member of the Seventh-day Adventist Church just like myself so I know that's tagging myself too close to a great man but just bear with me and he said one of the great teachers or the great understanders of the information from the nation of gods and earths is ODB old dirty bastard and he was breaking it down based off of the lyrics from the song Brooklyn Zoo, which is one of my favorite songs. And he says, I'm the one man army, a son, the son. And then he says that is because if you listen to the lyrics of those first bars, and please don't flag me, just hear me out. I'm the one man army, a son. I never been taken out. I keep MCs lo looking out. I drop science like mamas be dropping babies you'd have to make no go crazy and then like i keep planets in orbit i was just leading up to that line but i just i keep on feeling the need to actually rhyme everything else but he says he keeps planets in orbit remember in the first bar he said he was the sun he keeps planets in orbit and all this information it boils back down to the idea of gods and earths in this sense if you've been broken down to feel that you were lesser than an animal if you were lesser than a creature that can be beheaded for for the purpose of feed would it not make sense for you to aspire to be the highest sense of existence see yourself as a god before you could even try find yourself back as a man and as a result you find self-confidence in who you are i've spoken about how i felt inferior because class was a factor that was being put in my face over and over again Yet through the different talents I've been blessed with, I've been able to find within myself a confidence in myself. And it was because the thing I loved about hip hop is it allows you to assert yourself. Hip hop in its early beginnings, it was a matter of merit. You had to become a battle MC before you could become a person perceived as an MC. Or if you didn't battle, you had to be poetic and informed enough for you to become the greatest version of yourself. Then hip hop gets to a point where it is monetized so excessively that the idea of knowledge is lost. Yet, thank heavens, the different MCs who have existed since the birth of hip hop know it is significant for you to make content for the generation that belongs to you. We all have our pockets. That pocket, you take care of your pocket. I'm 35, so I'm going to take care of the guys who were born in the 80s and grew up in the 90s. And anything I rhyme may relate to them. When I look at my statistics on this podcast, I always see the numbers that are shown to me. And the numbers that are shown to me are this. Most of my listenership is between the ages of 30 and 35, which is fine. 
because even in the times when I started getting into publishing, because I didn't really get into making of music per se, I directed most of my information towards the making of the, my first love, which is art and comic books. In 2020, other ideas and concepts for even books I put on hold are becoming unlocked and I'm struggling to decide on which one to, to take off with first. But I think the first people who get dibs are all my partners from the animation project on my nine to five to the comic book partners that I have. I'm talking in rough. I'm talking Mutende rights with Shadow Walkers. I'm talking about those guys. And I'm hoping to finish that stuff so then I can get into other publications. Like there's a man I know called Kev and his, there's a book he has. We've, we have never really moved on the book, but I know when the time is right, hopefully he'll be willing to let me still be a part of it. There are other authors and creators who've come up with even sci-fi books that I, I want to be the guy who draws them. And I'm, I'm, I believe 2020 was a way for me to start navigating how to further my speed in how I work. I say all that to say this. In 2021, as you prepare yourself to pass information to any person who takes the time to listen to you or to observe that which you create, may I ask you to not worry too much about how the story was told or untold to you. The unlearning is this. As an African, and many other African creators have told me this, we need to tell our stories. I get it. We do need to tell the stories of how the past was destroyed as we move forward. However, access to that information is kind of hard because I believe it's too close to home. Remember how I mentioned that we are still a young country in previous podcast episodes. We're a young country, so we're still going through the teething problems of that which was this foothold on our necks and the yoke that was around our necks, right? As we try to find our own stories, may I suggest that not only do we try to tell our stories, but could we also create our own new stories, informed from the past and moving further into the future by just telling stories, but from the perspective that you have with everything you've experienced every day. Sometimes it's a cop-out to say, I want to tell our stories, but I don't have access to our stories you could unlock all those for further generations by starting with stories you wish to tell. So unlock the mind of everyone who comes after you by finding that which is your peace with the little you've been given so far and rise above and beyond. I'm going to leave that at that for now. Thank you for supporting this podcast and thank you for taking the time to be a part of the journey that is to be. As always, be Caesar or be nothing at all. Take great care of yourselves and I'll take you next time. Uno.